We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Banks, we dive into all things hoops with 14-year NBA veteran for the Chicago Bulls, Thaddeus Young. He tells us how the culture has changed in Chicago to give him more leadership under head coach Billy Donovan. He tells us who he thinks the real GOAT is, and it's surprising, I will tell you. He also gives us his picks on who will win the NBA Finals, and he relates one all-star player to a bowling ball. We're not even drunk. We're sipping on water here. This is Drinks with Thanks. Welcome into Drinks and Finks. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks, and we have had an embarrassment of riches of sports so far. I mean, even just this past weekend, we saw Phil Mickelson win the PGA Championship, Championship Sunday in the EPL. We have the NHL playoffs, and of course, we have the NBA playoffs. And my team, sadly, not in a Toronto Raptors bye. They are eliminated a long time ago. But I'm in New York City, and this is a basketball town. And the New York Knicks are back in the playoffs for the first time in eight years. Game one did not go that well for them. I mean, it went well, but they just didn't win it, and we're shooting this on a Monday, so by the time this airs, who knows what could happen in the NBA playoffs. And to help us break down the NBA playoffs and talk about a whole lot more, I'm excited to welcome in 14-year NBA veteran from the Chicago Bulls, Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus, thanks for joining us here today. I want to toast to you and an incredible year for you and hitting that thousand game mark in the NBA. What an incredible accomplishment. Thanks so much for joining us. Did you did you ever dream that you would play in the league for that long? I mean, it started off obviously as a dream. You know, for me, it was just about like being able to, you know, at least play one year, let alone play 14. So, no, I, I, it never occurred to me that, you know, I can play 14 years. I always say, you know, if I ever get there, I'm trying to play as long as possible. Um, you know, thinking that, you know, most guys are three, four, five, six years and, and they're out and they're gone and, and they're doing something else. But, you know, I've been blessed and, and thankful that I can last 14 years and, and super, super happy that I'm still able to play at a high level. Yeah, it really is truly remarkable. And unfortunately, though, for the Bulls, you guys are not in the playoffs this year. Uh, what have you been doing since the, the season ended? I know that on your Instagram, you talk a lot about uh, investing in different projects that you're involved in. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I have my own venture company called Reform Ventures. Uh, I have a training company uh, called Reform Sports Training. And then I have an AAU program, uh, which is called Team That, a Nike sponsored program. 
and um, you know, just putting a lot of time into my my family, my wife and kids. Um, you know, just trying to make sure I put that time in. I actually, uh, before we started this interview, I was actually working with uh, my oldest son TJ on uh, some history um, for one of his uh, classes. So. Um, just trying to invest a lot of time into to my two sons and, and my wife and, and making sure that uh, I'm doing all the stuff outside of basketball. But uh, just trying to recover right now from the from the long season. It'd be great to go back and learn stuff again. Uh, not math. That was not my forte in school. But you mentioned your wife and she we you know, we read that she had a pretty big impact on the fact that you are still playing right now because, you know, it was reported. You said recently that you had thought about retiring last season, but that she played a big role in in sort of helping you decide to come back. Uh, what was that? What was that kind of conversation like and what kind of role has role and influence has she had in your in your career in life? Uh, just I mean, you know, we're high school sweethearts. So, you know, we kind of grew up together and we understand each other and uh, we understand how, you know, uh, each other kind of works as far as like our mentalities. And we both have the same mentalities. We grew up with, you know, pretty much nothing. And, you know, we come into a lot of money and now, you know, I'm trying to manage that as amongst, amongst managing family and managing the kids and managing everything that's going on around us as far as business and stuff like that. So, um, you know, the conversations that we do have when we're, you know, laying down in bed at night and, um, you know, I'm saying all this off the wall stuff about, you know, how crazy the season is, how like I'm not just really into it anymore and stuff like that. And, and uh, but, you know, not into that season, but more into like, you know, I still have the passion for the game. Still want to play. Mm -hmm. I still can play at a high level. But um, she was just more like, you know, you're you're not a quitter. So why would you quit? You know, um, you know, you, you you're gonna regret it when you know you're sitting at home and you're not doing anything and you're in retirement. So and and it wasn't your time to actually quit and walk away from the game. So you know, you're not. A, she her specific words were, "You're not an effing quitter." So <laughs> so basically, you know, I, I sat back and, and we discussed it a little bit more, and I realized that you know she's right. You know, I'm not a quitter. You know, um, I signed up for a certain job, and you know, I, it's my job to go out there and do that job to its entirety. But you know, as well as have fun and be happy and make sure that it's something that I continuously want to do. Um, you know, in the in the day I don't have the passion for the game anymore, is the day I walk away, and I still have mm -hmm. that passion. Right. Well, I think your wife is a badass. That is absolutely <laughs> awesome. And I, I got asked though quickly, what, how different is your mentality now versus last off season when you were contemplating retirement? Uh, it, it's much more different uh, from the simple fact that we made a lot of changes within the organization. And then uh, it was a lot of changes within um, the responsibilities and the roles of, of how I was kind of brought into the team and into the fold is the Chicago Bulls situation. So, um, you know, one, you know, we don't have the same coaching staff, you know, that we had last year Two, we don't have the same uh, front office leadership that we had. And then the communication level is just like at an all time high. You know, yeah, we didn't make the playoffs, but, you know, um, you know, Taurus and Mark and, and Billy, you know, they, they conversate and communicate with me all the time on, you know, direction of the team, what I think. They asked me my perspective on what I think about the team and what I think about the players on the team and how do we get better. And then, uh, you know, I'm in practice, you know, I'm being listened to, you know, like I'm a 14-year a vet. I felt like my first year there, um, the previous season, I wasn't being listened to. I feel like I was being uh, put in the same boat as I was, you know, like a rookie or a second-year player. And that 
I was way far farther than that, obviously, you know, being 14 years in now. So uh, I feel way more respected. I feel like, you know, um, you know, the team looks to me for advice and help, and then they can rely on me uh, to be out there to help lead the guys you know, at any single moment of the game. And you mentioned head coach Billy Donovan and the fact that he allows you to sort of um, lead, really. What would you say is your relationship like with him? How would you describe it? I think it's great uh, for the simple fact of uh, we had kind of like a relationship before he actually um, uh, came and coached the team. Uh, he re actually recruited me in high school. <laughs> so he recruited me to try to go to Florida in high school. He actually ended up taking one of my high school teammates. So uh, we still kind of had that relationship, uh, you know, just through my high school teammate always conversing about him and, you know, the things that he was doing at school and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and, you know, for him to come and be my coach, you know, I think it was perfect because we already had a developed relationship and it was, it was kind of like easy to talk to because I had already talked to him on the phone, had already, um, you know, had conversations with him previously, you know, it was years back, but, you know, um, he's a guy that hasn't changed. He demands a lot out of you and he understands the game and he, he wants players that understand the game. He also wants players that he can rely on uh, at any given moment. You have another guy on your team, Zach Levine, who had some nice words to say about you that the Chicago Bulls put out. And I saw it was on your IG. Uh, just the fact that you are, you know, MVP of the team, he said, just especially on and off the court. What does it mean to, to hear a guy like that say those things about you? Uh, I mean, especially it's huge, you know, with him being the level of player that he is. Um, he was all star this year. Um, Zach is an amazing player. He's phenomenal. He can score with the best of them. Um, you know, he, he's a, like a little brother to me. You know, we talk all the time. We have lots and lots of conversations. He sits next to me on the plane. Uh, he's always bugging me a little bit sometimes. So being that, that, that little brother, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we love each other, you know, just like we're, we're family, you know, his mom, his dad are great. You know, um, you know, like I said, we have conversations all the time talking about just how we can get better as a team, how, what he needs to do to get better as a player. Um, he relies on me, you know, for advice all the time. Um, you know, it's just the words that he, he, you know, expressed to the media, you know, it's huge for me because it says that, you know, he has that trust in me as a, as a big brother as a family member, as a player, um, you know, I, I was on the, the phone call when they surprised him about his all-star all bid. And for, you know, me mm -hmm. to be on that call meant, you know, that, you know, I was one of the, the closest individuals to him, you know, um, on the team and, and a part of the family. Well, maybe you can help him brush up on his history lessons someday because he's <laughs> right. part of the family right at this point. But uh, we got a whole lot more to get to with Thaddeus Young, 14-year NBA veteran with the Chicago Bulls. When we return on Drinks with Banks, don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Joy Taylor, and I had Drinks with Banks. Hey guys, welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. I'm joined by 14-year NBA veteran from the Chicago Bulls, Thaddeus Young. And before we get into the NBA playoffs, Thad, I got to ask you, we talk to a couple players in the NFL about what it's like to watch the Super Bowl when they're not in it. But as a current active player, what's it like to watch the NBA playoffs? Uh, I mean, it's hard to watch when your team is not in there. You know, um, you know I've been fortunate enough to be in the playoffs, um, you know, eight, nine times or something like that out of my 14 years. So, 
um, you know, I've been there quite, <laughs> quite a bit. So for me, you know, it, it's hard to, to watch it, um, you know, but, you know, I, I think this year has been probably one of the most entertaining years, um, you know, for playoffs, uh, simply because, you know, obviously, you know, at first I didn't like it, the whole play-in thing, but then mm-hmm. I seen that, you know, it, it added like a, a better feel to the actual game. Like, like, you're trying to play to get into the playoffs. Like, so like those play-in games were pretty crazy. <laughs> so, so, you know, you watching some of the playoff play-in games, you got guys going into overtime, you got, you know, um, you know, all the games, one and two point victories, like that type of stuff. And then like the, the game ones of the, all the, the playoff series has been pretty close for the most part. Yeah. I think we had a couple overtime games. Uh, we had some close games, um, you know, I don't think it was any any real like blowouts besides uh, maybe you know the I think the the Nets or one and uh, the Sixers won by probably like ten or fifteen or something like that. But other than that, for the most part, like the games are very very aggressive and, and guys are mm-hmm. into it. I watched that Knicks game last night; it was crazy. My gosh, it was nuts! So close. Uh, you mentioned the playoff games, or excuse me, the play in games. You guys were very close to potentially being in that position. You said at the start you weren't really a super fan of them. If you were, if you were in that position to have to play in that, how would you feel? I mean, it, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, um, you know, when you're if you're a team that's like I always say, like if you're a team that's in those top eight spots, you're like, like damn, like I got to play in, I got to play into what I was already supposed to be into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it, for the top eight teams, it's like, like there's a potential chance that my my record is better than them and I still have to go home for seven and eight. So that, I think that was one of the hardest parts to kind of deal with. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously like, you know, we, we didn't do what we were supposed to do as a team. So we didn't get into that situation, but um, you know, those teams that were in that situation, like I bet one through eight felt the same way I felt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we've worked so hard. Like, wait, what? Now we got to do this? But it did raise the stakes up the ante. We saw LeBron James having to play in a play-in game. And he was criticized for, you know, a little acting. uh, Draymond Green (laughs) not so happy about that. You've seen – you've been in the league for a long time. You've seen LeBron James. What do you you make of um, his antics? Do you think that it is – it's real or is it sort of heightened? Uh – I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I try not to get into the, the antics of the game. I try to just focus on the game at hand. Um, you know, sometimes it it can be real. Sometimes it can be just antics to to get the refs to call certain calls or to give guys flagrants and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I think I think the the Draymond Green incident uh, with Brian could have been heightened a little bit because it was obviously LeBron and it was obviously Draymond Green. And then when you when you and then when you look at like how tough a competitor Draymond is and what he's known for as far as getting technical fouls mm-hmm. and giving hard fouls and just being a bruiser in the paint, like yeah, if I'm LeBron, I might have sold it too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I might try to get him out of the game. Like Draymond's a, he's an impactful player, um, the same as LeBron. So. You know, um, you know, yeah, I probably would have tried to sell it too. I don't, like, I don't know if he actually was like poked in the eye or anything like that, but I would <laughs> probably try to sell it too. 
Yeah, the two of them together definitely uh, make things a bit spicy on the court. Um, for LeBron, he is known for being able to put a team on his back and take them all the way to the finals. The West, though, West and East are very difficult. In the West, do you think the Lakers have a chance to be able to to make it to the, the finals, but to, to repeat? Uh, any team that LeBron is on has a has a chance. Let's get that straight. <laughs> he's one of the, I mean, he's one of the greatest. So you know, we we can't deny that. We can't deny his greatness and what he's he's brought to the game and how he's elevated the game and how he's I don't know how he's doing it, but getting better every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, well, he's supposed to be declining. But uh, that's another story. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, you can't rule him out. Like, and it's just game one. So. You know, I think it's just a matter of just, um, you know, and, and Phoenix is at home right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get to the Staples Center, you know, Bron and Mike, like they might go down 0-2 and then they might win two at the Staples Center. So, you know, this this series definitely can go the distance, um, you know, um, but it's, it's definitely going to be harder than it has been in the past years for Bron because of the difficulties of the West and how, right. how many players is over there, how many teams are very, very good. I mean, you have – um, you know, a team like Denver, you have a team like Portland, you have a team like Phoenix, you have Utah. Um, all those teams can have the ability to kind of blow you out of the water. So it's definitely going to be a tough, a tough, tough matchup and a tough, tough decision for, you know, a tough uh, competition for LeBron. You know, even, I mean, even the Clippers and the Mavs are, you know, really good teams. So it's going to be tough. Yeah, there's just like too many good teams almost. Um, You mentioned that LeBron is one of the greatest. Uh, I know you're playing for the Chicago Bulls. MJ, obviously, Bulls legend. What do you make of the, and I'm sorry to ask you this because I personally hate this conversation on television, but what do you make of the GOAT debate between MJ and Uh, LeBron? I mean, well, one, we can't take Kobe out of it either. God rest his soul. Kobe's one in that in that discussion as well. I mean, you know, they all have multiple championships, um, all defensive teams, MVPs, um, scoring titles, and you know, um, you know, but the biggest thing is rings, right? So, you know, you have a guy like LeBron who has what he has three, four rings, something like that. Um, you got Kobe with five, I, I believe, and then you have the greatest of all time. Ooh, there we go. (laughs) Jordan, you know, with six. So, you know, know, but those discussions, I think those discussions are made for different eras as well. You know, you have, like, my era was, I got a chance to see, um, you know, all three of them. So, like, and I got a chance to play against two of them. So, and I play play against Jordan in in the, the Jordan flight camp, but he was, you know, retired then, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got a chance to play against all three players and see how all of their mentalities are and, and how like, you know, I, obviously Jordan and, uh, Kobe, they have similar mentalities of how like they dominate the game Yes, from a, a scoring perspective. And LeBron's mentality is he's just, I think he's an all around player, like assists, rebounds and points. Um, but like, it's hard to say who the greatest of all time is, but um, if I, I had to, it. if I had to, I think I'm gonna go with Jordan currently. 
Yeah, well, you, yeah, you, I, I didn't think it was hard for you to say it. You were very much on Jordan, <laughs> well, and also well, you do well, play for the Bulls, so well, I will. If we, if we take a poll, if we take a poll, like most of the people are going to say MJ. Yeah. Like it's hard. Like like it's hard. It's hard well, not to say MJ. Yeah. And it's also, as you mentioned, very difficult to compare players from different sort of, in a way, generations. Sometimes they overlap. You're very fortunate to have been able to play against all three of those. So I think that (laughs) your uh, analysis of this definitely holds up a whole lot more than, say, some of those talking heads on TV. Uh, We got got a whole lot more we want to get to with Thaddeus Young here on Drinks with Thanks, guys. Don't go anywhere. We are hydrating here today. Let's go. Hey, this is Sarah Kustak, and I just had drinks with Binks. Welcome back into Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB, joined by 14-year NBA veteran for the Chicago Bulls, Thaddeus Young. We're going to play a little game of round of shots. Of course, we have no alcohol. We have water, but we have lots of um, awesome questions. So it is basically rapid fire. Are you ready to rock? Yes. Okay, let's go. Round of shots. Best teammate you've ever had. Zach Levine. Yep, sounds like it. Best guy slash player in the league today. Guy slash player in the league today. Probably LeBron right now. Okay, that's confirmed. Um, A guy that you hated going up against in your career. Carmelo Anthony. Who? Why? Quickly. (laughs) Because, like... Every every time he catches the ball, he's live and he's like a bowling ball. Like he's gonna run into you. He's gonna initiate all the contact. It's just a tough matchup. Oh, Carmelo Anthony is a bowling ball is an amazing just image. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, okay, who's gonna come out of the East in these playoffs? I think the Brooklyn Nets. They've uh, kind of sort of figured it out a little bit on how to play with each other and how to play. Um, the best thing they could have did was uh, designate James Harden as the point guard. Wow, that is the most hated team in the NBA. Um, that, that, I, that's allegedly from me over here. Who will come out of the West? Uh, the West is tough. Um, I either see um, the Lakers are probably um, out of that Lakers and Phoenix series. Okay. All right. That'll be fun. Okay. Favorite team that you've ever played for? Favorite team that I've ever played for, um, I would probably say, because I was like younger and we kind of grew together, was uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm sure you have so many good memories. Uh, One word to describe the Toronto Raptors. Uh, A team that's, uh, you said one word, fight, fight. Fight, great. I'm from Toronto, so I just wanted to, you know, just (laughs) doing a focus group session to see what other people think. Fight fight or tough. (laughs) Yes, good. That was the right answer. Correct. You you won this game. Uh, Best city to party in NBA City. Um, probably Miami or Toronto. Yeah, okay. Oh, Toronto. <laughs> that CAD goes pretty far. Canadian <laughs> dollars. Okay, um, and finally, if you were not an NBA player, what would you be? A uh, full-time investor. Okay. Well, you're like a part-time investor now, so you are almost yeah. all the way there. Uh, this has been Round of Shots with Thaddeus Young. Thank you so much for answering all of these questions correctly, including the Toronto Raptors one. Uh, we'll have a whole lot more on the other side. Don't go anywhere, guys. This is Drinks with Thanks. 
Subscribe on YouTube and follow us on all social media at Fubo Sports. Guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and banking here with Thad Young. And before you go, who is going to win it all? Nets versus either Lakers, Suns. Uh, I'm probably say I'm probably gonna pick the Nets if they can keep it together and and you know continue to play well. Nets. Wow. Also, former team. Let's just uh, put that out there for everyone else. Okay. <laughs> and where can we find you next? Uh, you can find me, uh, you know, uh, on my IG, which is thad.young21, um, and, you know, Twitter at youngsmooth21. Um, you know, follow me, hit me up there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you more and getting all of your insight on the league and everything that you've experienced. And good luck next season with the Bulls and beyond and however many other thousands of games you end up playing. <laughs> and guys, here on Drinks with Banks, make sure you follow us on all of our social channels and on YouTube. You can watch old episodes at Fubo Sports. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.